Tis the season for Christmas songs and Santas in the mall. And other things, too. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. As I write this podcast, I'm listening to Christmas songs being played over the Caribou Coffee sound system. Some I love, some I'm over, and some make me wish Christmas was over. Here are some examples, and I want to apologize if I give a thumbs down to one of your favorites. I don't really like Christmas shoes. It's not festive. It makes me cry. I love shoes. And I love Christmas, and I do know the story behind the song, but I'm not a big fan. Sorry if you are. You can be. Just don't have it on your playlist if I come for dinner, please. I like rocking around the Christmas tree. Less for its musical subtleties, and mostly because it reminds me of decorating our tree with our kids as we danced around the house. I do like I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, especially the phrase, may your days be merry and bright and may all your Christmases be white. And while that might not mean much to those living in non-snowy locations, for me, wishing someone a day that's merry and bright means wishing them something amazing. Because to me, it conjures up memories of having fun on sunny days with bright blue skies and sparkling snow under our feet. I imagine digging tunnels in the snow with my cousins. I imagine a day that's merry and bright would definitely include sledding down the hills at our local golf course with my dad and siblings on our new toboggan. Not like next week. This is like in my memories. (laughs) Also using our bright red plastic sleds or the silver metal circle disc that would spin us in circles on the way down the hill. I also remember a day that was merry and bright that would include skating on our frozen lake for hours and hours and hours under the floodlights mounted on my parents' big oak tree. I would skate with my sisters and my little brother, and we'd make up routines. We felt so fancy. We'd also line up on opposite sides of the rink, say go, and skate toward each other as fast as we possibly could. And then when we met in the middle, we would lock our elbows and spin around and around and around until we fell down. Our days that were merry and bright when we were growing up would end with a night that was merry and bright by the fire in the fireplace with hot chocolate and little marshmallows that my mom had made while we were outside. So yeah, may your days be merry and bright and may all your Christmases be white. I don't like last Christmas either. I feel badly for the person who last Christmas gave someone her heart and the very next day he gave it away. As far as traditional carols go, I do like Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and not just because when we were younger, it was fun to look down the road at my dad at church on a December Sunday morning and mess up the words on purpose, singing Hark the Angels Herald Sings, his name is Harold. I remember laughing and not singing anything else until that phrase would come around again, and we'd just sing it louder and louder. My mom would try not to laugh, and my dad would smile, and his shoulders would shake, and as he did, his little (laughs) kind of laugh. That isn't why I love it today, though. 
Now I love it more for the verse that says, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. And it goes on, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Hark, the herald angel sings, glory to the newborn king. What a gift, what a picture. Veiled in flesh, look, see the Godhead. Look, see the incarnate, the taking on flesh, deity. Oh, he was pleased to be a man and with men to dwell because Jesus is our Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Yeah, hark, the herald angels sing, listen, glory to the newborn king. I love that song. I don't like Santa Claus is coming to town. I mean, seriously, think about it. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. And I am telling you why, because Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. And I'm telling you why, because Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa just sounds creepy. He sounds stocky. And at best, only able to hand out some sort of conditional love. He encourages ignoring any of our true emotions if it happens to be negative. Okay, no pouting. No crying, and I'm telling you why, because Santa is coming to town. Yeah, I don't like that one. I also don't really like Santa baby. I, I heard that three times yesterday. Three. I mean, maybe this woman really wanted a sable coat, a light blue convertible, a yacht, a deed to a platinum mine. Maybe she really was sad to miss kissing all the fellas that year. And maybe a duplex and checks and, of course, the ring was what she couldn't live without. I mean, you can't blame a girl for asking. It is Santa she's talking to after all. And maybe nobody ever told her the truth. I learned the truth about Santa when I was five. One day in December, I went to the mall with my dad to do some Christmas shopping. I'm not sure exactly what we went there for. I do remember that it was just me and him. And I have no idea why it ended up like that. I remember when we left, my mom was cooking in the kitchen and my sisters were there still at home. As I think about it now, I think I was probably chosen to leave the house more than I was necessarily chosen to go to the mall with my dad. At any rate, there we were, my dad and me, walking around our local mall and popping into stores to purchase who knows what. I didn't notice much about the stores. I didn't notice much about the packages that my dad was carrying. I was just walking around, holding his hand, being dragged in and out of the shops. I also was a little focused on the big red throne in the middle of the mall, where Santa was perched atop it. There was a line of hopeful kids winding around these deep green velvet ropes, clutching their parents' hands while they waited to share all their wishes with the big man who could certainly deliver. I remember the instant my dad stopped. He looked down at me and he asked if I'd like to go and sit on Santa's lap and tell him what I'd like for Christmas. Would I? Are you kidding me? Dream come true. I told him, yes, 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 and I couldn't wait. I didn't remember ever getting that close to Santa before. We took our place at the end of the line and it seemed like it took forever. 
I started rehearsing what I was going to say. Hi, Santa. I'd like a doll that can talk for Christmas. Hi, Santa. I'd like a doll that can talk for Christmas. Hi, Santa. I'd please like a doll that can talk for Christmas. I watched each kid go up to Santa. I watched them sit on his lap, either alone or with a cousin or a sibling. I noticed some kids crying, and I was trying to figure out why. I assumed, well, maybe they're scared of his beard. That made sense to me. I noticed there were real elves taking pictures of kids with Santa. That made sense to me, too. They probably traveled down from the North Pole with Santa. I couldn't figure out why he was at our mall. Why did he choose our mall? Where did he park his sleigh? Why was he here today? Did my dad know about this before? I was getting more and more excited. and We were getting close enough now to where I could see the kids climb up the little step stool in order to make it up onto Santa's lap. I envisioned myself doing that. I envisioned myself sitting close enough to see his beard up close and look into his tiny little glasses. There was one thing, though, that didn't make sense to me, and I could not envision myself doing it. You see, it seemed to me that every child before me let go of their parent's hand, climbed up the stairs of the step stool, made their way into Santa's lap, and then blew their chance at happiness. I noticed that every single kid in front of me was asking Santa for a very small candy cane. I'd watch them sit on his lap, whisper in his ear, and when they got done, he'd say, All right, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Then he'd reach into his red and white striped bag and hand them each a tiny little candy cane wrapped in cellophane. Stupid kids, I thought. They don't know anything. Why wouldn't they ask for something better than that? I was glad I'd been rehearsing. And I was glad I wasn't as ignorant as they were. Finally, it was my chance. I let go of my dad's hand. I climbed up the two steps on the step stool and maneuvered my way onto Santa's lap. Ho, 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 little girl, what would you like for Christmas? It was my turn. Hi, Santa, I'd like a doll that can talk for Christmas, please. I looked up at him hopefully as he said, All right, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And he reached into his red and white bag and handed me a stupid tiny little candy cane. He lifted me off of his lap, and before I could explain that he didn't hear me right, one of the elves grabbed my hand and started leading me away. I looked behind me to see if Santa was maybe still looking for my doll, but he had already moved on to the next kid. I felt betrayed. I cried. I cried pretty hard. My dad wasn't sure what was wrong. From what he could see, all seemed okay. When I got to the end of the line, he asked me what happened. When I could finally stop crying, I answered him. I asked Santa for a doll that could talk, and all he gave me was his candy cane. Now, at this moment, my dad had a few options available to him, right? He could have explained to me who the mall Santas really were. He could have told me that the elves didn't really come from the North Pole and that they were just men and women in green wearing costumes. He could have told me I was lucky to even have a candy cane when some kids got nothing. He could have sat down right then and there and explained to me the truth about Christmas. He could have done any of those things, but he didn't. Instead, he got down on his knees. He looked me straight in the eye and he said, that's the kind of guy Santa is, Kirsten. I'll go get you that doll. And he stood up 
and took my hand and we walked right into a toy store. And I came out with a huge box with a see and say doll who said things like, I'm hungry, when you pulled her string. I couldn't believe it. We got home and apparently my mom couldn't believe it either. We walked through the back door where my mom was still cooking in the kitchen. She saw me with my doll, and I remember thinking she probably thinks I got this from Santa because her eyes were really big. Like, she couldn't believe I had such a cool doll. I wanted her to know the truth about Santa, that he was not a very good listener, and he tricked little kids. So I quickly said, Mom, I didn't get this from Santa. He only gives out candy canes. Daddy bought this for me. Her smile got a little bit bigger, and I remember her looking at my dad as she said, I thought she was going to get this for Christmas. I was glad my dad could tell my mom the truth, too. He said, well, Kirsten told Santa she wanted it, but he only gave her a candy cane, so I'm not sure what kind of conversation they maybe had in their room later, but I know the one I had in my mind. I am so glad Santa isn't my dad. And I sure hope all the other kids have dads who can give them what they want. I'm old now. And you know what? I still kind of hope that. I hope all the other kids have good dads. And I hope all people know what it is to have a relationship with their Heavenly Father as well. I remember one December, a number of years ago, I was listening to a Christmas CD in my kitchen while I was doing dishes or making supper or something. And I heard a song that at one point I thought was cheesy. And at the next moment, it stopped me in my tracks. It was Grown Up Christmas List. And before you tune me out, let me share with you what I heard. I listened to the words, do you remember me? I sat upon your knee. I wrote to you with childhood fantasies. Well, I'm all grown up now and still need help somehow. I'm not a child, but my heart still can dream. So here's my lifelong wish, my grown-up Christmas list, not for myself, but for a world in need. No more lives torn apart, that wars would never start, and time would heal all hearts, and everyone would have a friend, and right would always win, and love would never end. This is my grown-up Christmas list. My heart was particularly heavy that year for some youth group kids and some friends and loved ones that were going through a really difficult Christmas. I wanted to give them peace and comfort and healing and a sense of belonging and the assurance that there was a love that was deep that was offered to them. I knew this wish wasn't going out to Santa. I knew I couldn't give them to him either. I could write them a card and give them a candle. Yankee one Christmas wreath. It's my favorite. It's lovely. Not really healing. I couldn't give them what really mattered. So instead, I put this song on loop. I plopped myself down on my kitchen floor and I cried and I prayed for each one that the one, the true one who could give them these things would in time heal their hearts. I prayed that indeed right would win over wrong. I prayed that an everlasting love given by the Prince of Peace would invade each of their hearts, would invade each life of those I loved. I loved that song that year. I also remember the first time I heard the phrase, rob our sins and make us holy. That comes from another song I like called Welcome to Our World. I can't hear that one without crying either. The words go like this. 
Tears are falling. Maybe that's why I'm always crying when I listen to it. Sorry, let me start back. Tears are falling. Hearts are breaking. How we need to hear from God. You've been promised. We've been waiting. Welcome, holy child. Bring your peace into our violence. Bid our hungry souls be filled. Word, now breaking heaven's silence. Welcome to our world. Fragile finger sent to heal us. Tender brow prepared for thorn. Tiny heart whose blood will save us. Unto us is born. What a beautiful song. Yes, we need to hear from God. Yes, he was promised. This Christ child was promised to the ones long ago. And the people back then were waiting. And the holy child came. And as Jesus entered this world, he is enables us to have peace in the midst of the violence. And we can ask him to continue to do this in our worlds. We can continue to ask him to fill our hungry souls. What a beautiful picture of the word, capital W, the word made flesh. What a beautiful picture of this word breaking heaven's silence and coming into the world. I hear this phrase, Welcome to our world. And I pause and I think, is he though? Is he welcome in our world? Is he welcome in my world and my heart and my home and my plans and my preparations? The last verse of this song also speaks of the first Christmas and it says, so wrap our injured flesh around you. Breathe our air and walk our sod. Rob our sins and make us holy, perfect son of God. Welcome to our world. God Almighty took on flesh. He breathed our air, his air. He walked our side, his side. Why? Why did he do this? So he could rob our sins and make us holy. He took our sins from us and carried our sins in his body on the cross and buried our sins with his body in the grave, then conquered sin when he rose from the dead. He robbed our sins and he can make us holy as we place our faith and trust in him. What a prayer. What a prayer this Christmas. Please, God, fill our hungry souls and longing hearts. Please bring peace to the violence. Please use us to do so. Let us be instruments of your peace. Please bring help to the hurting and use us to do so. Show us who's hurting and help us to help. Please, Lord, bring kindness to the vitriol. You are our God who chose to bend your knee, to look us in the eye and say, What the world has to offer will not deeply satisfy. Trust me instead to meet your needs. May this season be one where your hurting heart is healed and right would win and you would find the freedom that comes when God robs you of your sin and makes you holy. And may we all together say to the one who loves us perfectly, welcome to our world.